Hi guys, how's it going? I'm going to talk to you about exoplanets. Rob's already introduced me, so I don't have to do that. Um, so let me take you past that slide to the next one. These are not exoplanets. These you might recognize, hopefully, are our own planets, the planets in our solar system. And I'm sure you all know them, but I'll take you through them very quickly. There's the terrestrial four um, inside, uh, close to the sun there. And on, on the outside there, we've got the gas giants, the four larger planets. And the further out you go, the longer it takes for the planets in our solar system to go round their star. We take 365 days, um, but Jupiter and Saturn take um, many more years to go round there. And there's also the much maligned Pluto, which I'm sure for most of you remember when it was a planet, but we're not calling it a planet anymore. It's a dwarf planet or a planetoid. So I measure my time scale. Uh, a lot of people have like post-war, pre-war or, or BC and AD. I go for a pre and post Jurassic Park, the movie kind of normally as a, as a marker. Uh, and in 1993, when the greatest movie of all time, Jurassic Park, was released, the number of planets we knew about outside of our solar system, other planets around other stars in our galaxy, was zero. We didn't know about any of them. So I think most of you are alive, most people in them were alive during that time. But we thought we should try and search for them. Um, there must be a way we can find planets if they do exist around other stars, and hopefully they do, otherwise our solar system would be a very strange place. Uh, so one really good method of looking for something orbiting another star is to check for the wobble of that star. Uh, so as the planet, you can see in this GIF on the right, as a planet's orbiting a star, as the planets in our solar system do, they pull the sun around. And if there were a planet around another star, it would also pull its star around due to gravity. And when the star was getting pulled towards us by the planet, you would see that its uh, light would become more blue. It'd get blue shifted due to the Doppler effect. And when it's moving away, it'd become more red. So we could look at the light from the star and figure out if it was wobbling. And then from that, you can figure out the mass of the thing that's making it wobble. Very massive things make stars wobble a lot. So Jupiter in our solar system makes uh, the sun move around by about 10 meters per second. Um, so about the speed of Usain Bolt, right? Uh, whereas I'm not that fast. I, I, I move about uh, one meter per second at my fastest. And uh, that is about the speed that the Earth would pull our sun around at. Um, and remember though, it takes years for this one wobble to happen for Jupiter and one year for Earth to make our sun move around at one meter per second. So these are very small um, uh, values that are, people have thought were impossible to measure. There's no way we could measure that effect on distant stars. You could have a big movement, but it would take years to happen, or you could have a small movement um, that was too small to measure if you had planets like in our solar system. And then these chaps thought, well, maybe we don't know all already. We've, we've not discovered any of these planets. Let's not just say that um, the planets in our solar system are the only kind of planets you can get. And let's, uh, let's just have a look. Let's have a little look, see if there's maybe, instead of massive planets far out and small planets close in, what if there are some massive planets very close into their star? And they were right. They found 51 Pegasi b, the first planet discovered around a, uh, a sun-like star. And it was discovered around the star 51 Pegasi. So it was named 51 Pegasi b as the second object in that system. Uh, and you can see, this is a very boring graph. I'm sorry for showing you graphs. But um, it, it looks boring, but it's very exciting in a way. Because you can see that on the left here, you can see that the star's moving around at 50 meters per second at its fastest. So this is a large, large planet. But up here in the top right, you've got P equals 4.230 day. Now, P there is the period. That is the year of this planet. 
it takes four days to go around its star. Now, Mercury in our solar system, which is our closest planet to the sun, still takes hundreds of days to go around um, the sun. Four days for this massive planet to go around the star. Unbelievable. And they named it a hot Jupiter because it's a large gas giant like Jupiter, but very, very, very close to its, to its star to go around in only four days. So in 1995, number of exoplanets is equaling one. That's good. We like this. There are other planets around other stars. Now, oh, Rob. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, what I'm going to tell you about there is transiting exoplanets. So hopefully some of you have heard about them before. The, all my video was going to show there was the sun with a planet roughly the size of Venus passing in front of it. So did anyone get a chance to see the transit of Venus uh, when it happened? Um, awesome, awesome. I actually, I was in Glasgow, so of course all I saw was rain and clouds. Um, but Venus did pass in front of the sun. You could see it as a black disk moving across the surface of the sun. Now, when it does that, it steals, it blocks some of the light away from the sun, just like if I was to put my hand up in front of this light here, in front of you all, you'll see that I block the light. That's very simple physics. Light doesn't pass through solid objects like that, um, visible light anyway. So what if these planets were passing in front of their stars as well? Could we look for this dip in light? And the answer is yes, we can. And this is called the transit method. So it's complementary to the Doppler method that I showed you before, which gets you the mass. The transit method actually depends, the dip in light depends on how big the planet is, the size, the radius of the planet. So from the Doppler method, you get the, the mass, and from transit, you get, you can get the radius of the planet, and from that, you can work out all sorts of fantastic things, like the density of the planet, and figure out what it's made from. Uh, so we sent this telescope, or I say we, like uh, me and Rob did it, and <laughs> uh, Kepler, uh, uh, the Kepler Space Telescope was set up by NASA uh, to look for stars that had planets passing in front of them, uh, transiting across uh, the stellar disk. Now, it wasn't the first project, but it is the most promising for finding very small uh, planets doing this. And it, um, it's already had a run of six years, so it's had a chance to look for something the size of Earth that's gone round already six times, so it took a year, so it's very promising for looking for Earth-like planets. And they've also found some th planets that look nothing like Earth, or nothing like anything in our solar system. For example, Kepler-16b is one of my favorites, uh, nicknamed Tatooine. And the reason for that, if anyone knows their Star Wars, is because it's actually the first ever circumbinary planet known. This planet doesn't orbit one star, it orbits around two stars. It's a, it's a circumbinary orbit around two stars, and that is, of course, uh, resembling the home of Luke Skywalker there with the two suns setting. Though, I think if Luke Skywalker was to go and stand on Kepler-16b, he wouldn't be having as nice a day as he was here because he uh, is a Saturn mass planet, probably no solid surface, so he'd, be, he'd sink down and then be crushed by the extreme pressure. But apart from that, it's very similar to Tatooine. So, very simple method. All you do is look for a dip in the light of the star. Do you need to be an exoplanetary astrophysicist astrophysicist to do this? Um, I don't think so. I, I did this for a PhD, but I think any of you could have done it, and any of you can do it. Uh, there's a site called planethunters.org, which is set up by the Zooniverse. It's one of our projects, uh, where you get to look through lots of these fantastically boring light curves. But the great thing is that if you see a dip, like you see here, 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 and here, then you can mark it and say, I think something passed in front of the star at that point. I think it, it's been blocked. And uh, that could be by a planet. 
So I urge you all to check that out if you're interested in getting to see you discovered a planet. It's a very cool thing to see at parties, trust me. Um, and this guy can see it. Uh, this is a guy called Kyan Jack, and he uh, was one of the first people to get really excited about Planet Hunters and use it. He's actually employed in the financial sector, so nothing to do with astrophys astrophysics, but he's a keen astronomer, keen to learn about space like a lot of you are. Uh, he didn't discover his planet uh, by looking through this small solar telescope. Uh, he actually did it on planethunters.org, and his name was on the discovery paper for the first planet that was discovered by the Planet Hunters um, team. So that's pretty cool. Um, so far, there's been over 20 million of these light curves uh, classified by people all around the world, anyone with internet access that's keen. And at the moment, this is taken today, this screen grab, there's about 30, there are 34 potential planets discovered so far. Uh, so hundreds of people uh, that have, uh, have the chance of saying that they've discovered uh, a planet at some point. So where are we up to with that, with the transiting method, with the um, wobble, with online people, hundreds of people searching for planets? Today, we're up to, um, according to our reputable source, 1,047 planets discovered around other stars. 1,000, and that's in the last 15 years we've gone from, not, from wondering whether there were any other planets around other stars to finding out there are over 1,000 in 15 years, and it's just going to keep on rising. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic number. It's, it's almost unbelievable what's happened in the last few years. There's another number, though, that I think is quite exciting that I'm going to leave you with. It's the number of Earth-like planets in our galaxy, and this is according to statistics. So far from the planets we've discovered, from the candidates of planets that's been discovered by Kepler and all the other hundreds of planet search um, projects, we've made a statistical estimate as to how many planets that are, are uh, Earth-like planets, planets like our Earth, the same size, the same mass, and going around in about a year around their stars, or the right distance um, around their stars. How many are there in just our galaxy alone? Uh, I'll leave you with the answer as my final slide. It's a clip from the Guardian. Uh, we reckon there's probably about two billion of those planets in our galaxy alone. Just take a second to think about that number, I think is the key thing. <laughs> and thank you very much.